everybody. Welcome to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting for Friday, February 19th, 2021. And today's topic is Qigong, Nigong, and Fagong. What is the difference? And first, a word from our sponsor. And if you're interested in more about these kinds of things and learning them and how to do them and use them and, and apply them and for your own health and depending on what it is for self-defense, et cetera, um, go to Clear Tai Chi online. That's clearmartialarts.com. Yeah, clearmartialarts.com. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. The, uh, and Essential Keys to Internal Power, uh, which is a free Essential Keys to Internal Power. You can access that on there. You can get the Qi Energy D book and, and the DVD for the book. And the other one I would recommend to you is Clear's 24-7 Qigong, um, which is basically how to get it so that you're incorporating this really into your life and having aspects of it going on all the time. And that's at www.clearmartialarts.com. Okay, on to our regular program. The, uh, so the first, first part of this, let me introduce everybody today. This is Matt Holker. He's the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Welcome, Matt. Chris Walsh in Maine, and I'm gonna let him tell you what parts. Hi everybody, I'm in Hollowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta, Maine. Welcome. And Ty Talbert in Colton, California, and I'll let him tell you what other parts. You're on mute right now, Ty. Mute. Yes, hello everyone. I am in Colton, California, but I'm also in Redlands and Riverside, California. Welcome, welcome. And Let's see here. Uh, Art Don in Washington, D.C. area. I'll let him tell you where. Hi, everyone. I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland. That's about uh, 15 miles or so east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. And Daniel Stringer. And I'll let him tell you what parts of Central Florida he's in there. Hi, Daniel. Uh, in, hey, how you doing? Uh, Paisley, DeLand, uh, just north of Orlando. And hello. And Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Where the place probably known as New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Thank you, Sifu. Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome, Harry. Yeah. Uh, Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Yep. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to be here. Sunny what, other parts, what other parts are you in down there in sunny Florida? Sunny South Florida. Uh, Boca Raton, Delray Beach. So... You know, up and down. <laughs> yep. Um, Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello. Welcome. Hey, Bill. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. I'm going to let her tell you what parts. Hey, everybody. I am in Guanacaste, which is the northern Pacific region of Costa Rica, and I teach in Laveria, in Playa del Coco, and in Playa Panama. Welcome. Good to be here. Good to see you. Uh, anybody Thank else you. I'm missing there? I think that's all of you for, for now, for today. Okay, so going once, going twice. <laughs> all right, so, so I want to talk about and explain and then get into conversation about the, some of the differences uh, and or the differences between Qigong, Nigong, where clear Tai Chi fits into that and talk about our clear fogong, clear method of fogong, and how that ties in all of that. And Harry Lake was the one that had asked for this to be talked about, and he probably asked for it a year ago, but here we are. Uh, and so the definition of qigong is energy 
chi energy in all forms, think physics, forms of energy, and whatever other kinds of energy, but energy. And then kung, like kung fu, kung is work. So energy work. And what is meant by energy work, right? And so um, what is meant by energy work is anything you would do, like if you're working with your breath, breath being a type and, and the air and the oxygen and the mixture of, for breathing and, and, and respiration and all that kind of stuff being an, an aspect of energy. And so if you're working on breathing exercises, you're working on a type of Qigong. If you're making an energy ball and forming uh, proper internal body connections and can feel the way qi feels on your body, you're doing qigong. If you're doing what even what's called farmer's exercises, which is like standing post and that kind of a thing, or tai chi form where you really are working on good alignments and the feeling of the energy inside, you're working on the qigong. Uh, if you're um, doing different kinds of meditation for body, body, mind, harmony, and uh, development, you're working on Qigong. And so, um, and then it's, it's uh, that and other things that I haven't said, but, but a lot of the different aspects that would have to do with anything you could classify as some kind of energy and working with that energy, Qigong. The, uh, and so, uh, let me, I want to give you, open it up the floor to you guys right now and let you guys talk about that and comments and, or what are your favorite examples of Qigong? So other things that you would use maybe to help explain the Qigong aspect to people and then to folks and then comments or what are your favorite examples of Qigong? By the way, my favorite Qigong is waving to open and close my joints and moving from external to internal to Qigong which we'll get into explaining more about that so you understand what it is I'm saying there on that on that last part. Anyways, um, whoever wants to go first, uh, jump to it. Uh, yeah, I can. Um, well, I would just say first, I remember, I don't know, five or six years ago when I was looking at Sivu's stuff and I hadn't even met him yet and I, uh, I purchased the Fogong DVD and because I remember thinking, man, if I could figure out this, this, what this thing is that they're advertising, it'll make all the difference. And I had done Qigong, uh, Shaolin Qigong and, and with Tai Chi and all that kind of stuff for 10 years or more. And uh, just even getting introduced to the Fogong and just via the DVD. And then uh, about a couple of months later, I went to the workshop and experienced the three day thing. It is vastly different. Um, than really what's out there, I would, I would say is a good place to start because I've done Qigong with a lot of different people and a lot of different places in Florida. I mean, there's a lot of even massage people that get into Qigong and all these kind of things. And uh, once you put your foot in the door of what the Sibu is talking about, it's just vastly, vastly different. And I would say for me, my favorite Qigong is any of the real stuff because a lot of it's just breathing uh, really is what's out there. And, and breathing is important and it's a good thing, but it's really not the same thing that he's talking about. So. Well, that might be a good place to start. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Daniel. Anybody else? Well, uh, you've got to include bone marrow washing. Bone marrow washing, which is a Nigong method, actually, so the internal, and it's a type of Nigong being a type of Qigong, which we'll talk about. But yeah, so you really like the bone marrow. I like the bone marrow breathing and then the washing with it, especially get it, building it up to the point where you can be doing like either the Tai Chi set, or even if you were standing in line somewhere and having the breath in like that, and the mind being able to feel the bone, the Chi in your bone marrow, 
and to manipulate that in the in simple ways, there's some real simple alignments and things that you do for, for great health longer term. Uh, but Harry, I'm talking about it. You talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, it's, it's something that uh, isn't all that difficult to learn, but as we've talked about, is, it's really not taught uh, hardly anywhere. Um, so the, the benefits, uh, the youth benefits, the, um, not that you should be using it for this with any regularity, but the extra energy it gives you, uh, you know, the, the 20 minutes of bone marrow breathing is uh, equivalent to about four hours of sleep. Um, but ultimately you're not doing that too often. You're using it to charge you up just for life and to have that reserve when you need it and get older. Um, so I, I really like that. Um, and uh, I just, everyone that uh, I have had the opportunity to share it with and teach it to amongst my students uh, is, is thrilled with that practice. And then to learn to take it further where you can be doing it when you're not doing the, the main method that uh, we have learned from you, but you can do it while you're just in everyday life. And uh, of course, while you're doing your touch, he said. Cool. So I would like to add that one of the coolest parts of the bone marrow washing is that if you if you if you have the skill and you do it while you're falling asleep and you don't move for hours while you're asleep, you are getting the benefit that practice continues for hours while you're lying in bed with no effort on your part yeah yeah the thing the thing about is when you see somebody sleeping and they've got that you know the deep deep breathing a lot of that is happening at at yin level so the nutritive chi level which is three layers in bone marrow being fourth layer in when you're thinking about chi and that kind of a way of thinking about it and so if you do the bone marrow washing you're going taking it one level deeper and then that breath that respiration it's the natural sleep respiration kicks on except it's out going all the way to that core like that. And so you're getting the same things you would have got from sleep, but massively enhanced. And hence there's your, there's kind of how you're getting the benefit. And so it sounds like it's a little bit much when you, when you first think about it, but, but realize that people are only one step away from that normally in sleep. And so it's much closer to where you're at in deeper sleep than where you're at, um, than where, than it is where you're normally are breathing out and thinking about when you're awake. Unfortunately, most people untrained, they're at the surface level of their, like the very top of their skin and very high up in their lungs when they're awake. And it's only when they're sleeping that they're getting that deeper, this is saying that there's not a health problem, that they're getting that deeper thing. And so if you get the bone marrow washing, A, you start learning to breathe deeper overall like that and having the health going on because of that. And then when you're sleeping, like I said, you take it that one level deeper into the bone marrow. And so there's a lot of benefit there. So cool. Yeah. Anybody else? Well, I would just say that I, um, one of the aspects I like about, about Qi Gong is that it, um, because it's, it's like maybe the Tai Chi form, I find the most sort of active part of it, but, as Sifu mentioned, a lot of it can be standing post or slow, slow moving wave. And then I like um, just the standing meditation in various postures because then I um, feel the, uh, the, the effects I get from that sort of 
internally and, and right around me the, the sensations. It sort of helps um, energize everything about me. Um, and it, it increases my awareness and it seems like the sort of overall abilities and depending on the day, the length of practice, maybe the particular posture, different areas develop. And I, um, besides finding it very beneficial, just just fascinating that, that um, just standing still or such, such little motion, you know, if even no motion can um, cause such uh, great energy benefits overall. Yeah, those are all feel the energy. <laughs> cool, thanks. Um, Jim, I saw a hand like on your thing. Was that like a raised hand thing or was that something else in the- uh, No, okay. I'm to, learning to try to, trying to learn how to use this stuff, so yeah. Oh, if you're I, me, I always use them to do it. I mean- <laughs> I was gonna weigh in uh, and, you know, uh, echo a little bit what Daniel said, uh, you know, before, uh, before meeting up with you, my 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 interpretation of the qigong was, you know, something a little bit harder, and you know, coming from the harder style. That, you know, I thought about the, you know, the guy getting a two by four broken over his arm, or, um, you know, the laying on a bed of nails, or getting hit with a sledgehammer or something, you know. But uh, I, I got to say, after practicing it and going to a couple of the seminars and and learning to appreciate just the amount of power within the body, even when you're remaining in such, you know, a sung stage or a, a very relaxed stage and, you know, being able to, you know, push open a door or, or you know, uh, you know, strike a wall or, you know, not, not that I often put my, you know, hand through walls, but it does have to happen sometimes. <laughs> Uh, it's it, that that whole uh, more strength with less physicality and you know that uh, being able to uh, eliminate some of the wear and tear on the body and use it to regenerate the body absolutely yeah long-term health yes yes the hard qigong which is kind of the examples you're talking about is that you build that qigong and then the example or the demonstration that you have it and it's working right, is that kind of like where we do the one where when somebody's done the marrow washing for more than a hundred days consistently, you can actually flex the arm or the other parts of the body like the way we, you would have little kids. And so the hard qigong demonstrations are done. Ideally, somebody has built up the skill. So, it's, so people a lot of times think, well, if you teach me how to do that in one day and I'll put my arm out there or, or lay on the bed of nails or whatever, or they go, okay, well, that's a physics trick and they wouldn't be wrong about the physics trick for like laying on the bed of nails. But what happens is that there's a state that you have to have your body in a, in a condition and a position and these kinds of things that you have to have your body in that are part of what you really want for the Qigong that are really healthy. And your ability to do that trick for a lack of a better way to put it is not really a trick like in a, like it's fooling somebody, but, but the skill uh, the, the skill, like if I'm juggling, that's a trick of, of the skill of juggling the balls or whatever, right? Anyways, the skill for the trick is that you had to get the energy and the alignment and your body condition to a certain state in order to be doing that correctly. And that there, I think that a lot of people see those tricks, they don't realize the benefits that the training to be able to do the trick 
provides. Just like if I'm juggling, there's a lot of hand and eye and a lot of, of you know, if you're doing like five balls and I don't juggle, so so he, he can speak to this better than me the because uh, he does juggle um, a lot of things. The uh, Anyways, um, uh, the point being that there's a sensitivity and a feel to that and a timing to that, and all of those skills have to be there. It's not just the trick of, hey, I've got five balls in the air or three balls in the air and one in each hand, um, that kind of thing. Anyway, so that people sometimes miss the skill and the, and the benefits of the skill that come into play for the tricks like that. And there are plenty of them. Cool. Um, anybody else? Before, uh, I just wanted to say, I think it's kind of a simple thing, uh, but for me, it really wasn't simple in the beginning. Uh, just doing an energy ball check. It's still kind of really cool to think about that when you're just putting your hands you know, close together, and you're like, wow, I actually feel something. <clears throat> it's, it's still kind of an amazing thing. And I remember in the very beginning, I struggled a lot with that. And I realized uh, through, through the training and working and being dedicated that I, I had it going on, um, but it was stronger in, in the opposite. So when I pulled my hands apart is what oh, I yeah. felt. The reverse magnetic, yeah, sure. And now I can feel it either way, but it was just, I was so busy trying to find that one thing that I didn't realize I, I had it going on the whole time and I just had to get to understand it. So being relaxed and song makes a, a huge difference in this whole thing. Absolutely. Well, a lot of people do the energy ball and they think that the energy ball was the end all be all of the thing, right? Oh, wow, I got an energy ball. And it's like, no, that's actually the tool to use so that you can check other stuff. In other words, if the energy ball is not there, or barely there, where am I making errors at and then correcting for those errors. And when you can get it to the point, you know, it goes through the stages from where it just feels a little bit heat or a little bit windy or whatever, you know, there's not much to it through. It's much more of a very strong magnets quality to being solid. And then some other things, the stronger and more that that is, that's the, that means it's telling you as a feedback mechanism that, that you are that much more correct about what you're doing and it's a check for that stuff it's it's actually a measurement tool and when used that way it, it gets quite profound in the way that you're talking about too so yeah it's really beneficial to, to feel that and, and experience it through your training and there's times where i i'm like uh, why don't i feel it and it helps me uh with my training yeah it helps you get it get what's figure out what what's missing or what's yeah. being shut yeah. off or where you're too tense and all that and then fix yeah. it absolutely and what's, and what's working well I love it as the diagnostic tool like that. It's one of, that is probably also one of my favorite things. So much so that I that I literally use it a lot and don't think about it anymore. I'm just so used to being able to check is that thing really doing this cool stuff or not. And if I don't feel it, then it's immediate adjustments. You know, until I, until it's on. So yeah, cool. Thanks. I'd like to add um, another good aspect of the energy ball is it, it's a good way to introduce people to the, um, the, some of the more energetic aspects of Tai Chi and, 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 and power it has besides being slow and relaxing and meditative that there, there really is, is more to it and some of the uh, more interesting, almost fantastic feats some people Tai Chi masters perform is, is with this energy and it's just sort of, well, this is only the beginning of it, but it's 
it's an indication that that there is more um, more to Tai Chi than the, the the physical power, and and it's a good lead-in for for this, and and also it's um, a good way to introduce people to try to help as they perform Tai Chi to be aware of the energy ball and the energy um, initially in their hands, say, and to, to uh, work to keep that feeling going all the time so that it helps just in the um, performance of, of the Tai Chi. Yeah. yeah. Form. It's, yeah you so, it's check all the way through as you right, go. It can be a good, a good teaching tool, practice tool also. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it is that nice, really half kind of sweet spot halfway point um, between, or I think of it as, as that um, between sort of more of the body energy kind of qigong that tends to be a little more like exercise a little bit, or or maybe more like stretching or or things that are more body oriented, and then there's much more like moving the energy with your mind and feeling the energy with your mind and relaxing and, and sensing the energy itself rather than kind of your physical energy that way. Um, and the energy ball uh, check that, that, that we've been talking about here for the last few minutes is really a nice kind of sweet spot right sort of in the middle because it's got that element of you need the sensitivity to it, you need the relaxation, but it also reinforces your physical positioning. And if your physicality is off, it will, your, your check ideally will tell you that, but um, but also like your, you, your physicality has to be a little bit correct to get it going on in the first place. And so there's a little bit of physical kind of training to it, but there's also that really deep kind of mind oriented energy connected thing going on. Um, and it's, it's why the, uh, it's, it's why the, um, the, uh, what is the, the hold the ball and those kinds of energy connected exercises typically are like sort of the aspirin of the qigong world um, because they really do cover kind of the biggest broadest part of that spectrum yeah do 15 minutes of hold the bowl and call me in the morning <laughs> right like yeah yeah <laughs> the uh, Sheila, you did pop up here on the screen for a minute were you going to add something in or was it just a glitch no um i'm here <laughs> i this kind of question is always hard because I love it all. So it's like, what's my favorite? Well, all of it, right? <laughs> but um, I was doing the online Tai Chi class for a while. And what really got me motivated to travel and go up and meet you and take a workshop was Fagong. And I'm thrilled to have it because it allows me to share a lot of the benefits that I get on my own doing my practice that I can share with other people who don't have that practice. And to me, that's so valuable to be able to, to people and, and share that. Um, but, but the first thing that popped into my mind when you said, what's your favorite is the Nagong set. I love it. I love the, the bone marrow washing it changed my life. You know, I do it every single day. Um, but the Nagong set is, is really, really special. It's, um, it's short enough that you can do it anytime. It's easy enough to learn that you can share it with students. It's, uh, it just really makes you feel the energy and you can get to a point where you can do it, you know, sort of discreetly in public and no one would even know, um, uh, because you reduce your movements to a point where it's all internal. All internal. Um, and it's just so effective to do like the, I love the energy ball check. 
because you can do it in any of the positions while you're working on, you know, all of your different forms. Um, but, but the Nagong set gets it going so much more, you know, that the, the comparison, if you have a student who's doubting any energy effect, then you say, okay, make an energy ball. Oh, maybe I feel something. I'm not sure it's a tingle, but I'm, maybe it's just suggestion. I don't know. Then do the Nagong set and, and try it again. And you're going to see that energy ball grow so much that it's just, you know, absolute proof for anybody who's doubting. Um, so yeah. I just think it's a fantastic little set. Love it. Cool. Ty, we didn't get to hear from you yet today. And I'm sorry if I'm missing anybody here. I'm trying to make sure you all get the way in. No, I, I really agree with a lot of the things that I heard. I, my initial exposure to um, Qigong was white eyebrow and <laughs> it, it, I was already a hyped up individual and it hyped me up a, even more. So I like, no, can't do this. And then I'm like finding out that, you know, the, the Qigong can take you in so many different directions, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. And I prefer the direction of the things that you've taught me as opposed to the white eyebrow stuff where yeah, the Tai Chi, the, the white eyebrows, super hyped up, super powerful. It's, it's designed to get you jacked and really stream with the energy very quickly. But with, with all the safety, like it's, it's like they wanted a race car and they took off everything they could do without, which included every bit of safety gear and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that to disparage white eyebrow. I like white eyebrow, just the training on the Nigong side, which we'll get into what Nigong is. It's designed to be either you're going to get super powerful and jacked up. Well, no, not, 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 I'm going to say it a little differently. It is designed to get you super jacked up and hyper. The problem is, is that there's not a lot of regard for your sanity in the process. Uh, and maybe you'll be okay and maybe you won't. And like in the really hardcore versions, about three out of the four people that are studying it, they get a little bit uh, or a lot whacked out and, and just, you know, a little too much. Tai Chi is going to be powerful, is powerful. Um, it's just got all the safeguards are on there. And it's like, we're not going to run super hot like that. Um, but we are going to build it all. It's just, we're going to do it with the safeguards in place and with the right, and with the other kinds of safeties in there. Um, so that way you're really going to get the higher level stuff, but it's going to be calming. The other one is in the white eyebrow. I, I don't know what the longevity is on those guys. I know they can be, get to be fairly old. Um, but again, it's, it's got that hyper, which isn't so good for you on the stress level, especially in modern society for living a long time. The Tai Chi is doing this while really trying to have you very calm, very sedate isn't the right word, but very placid, very, very calm, very pacific, very like that with a lot of energy but then really with that health, long-term health, physical and mental and spiritual in mind uh, right up front and that it's really designed to make you healthy and then stronger and stronger and stronger. And so there's a different approach like that, like you're talking about. Yes, the, the guy that was teaching it to me, he was in his late seventies and um, he was probably getting in a fight about once a month. Yeah, that's a <laughs> old guy going to the bar and just cracking people. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 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 And winning, but, but yeah. you know, happy that he won. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. We're the Tai Chi guy. Doesn't go to the bar or go to the bar and he's the really cool cat sitting in the corner. Yeah. Sipping on his water. 
<laughs> anyway, as long as he's not the man in the back that says everyone attack. <laughs> yeah, there's that. The uh, anyways, did I miss anybody by chance? So I, I have something to say in just a minute. But Ty, so was your instructor who was getting into a fight once a month? Was that something he was enjoying? Oh yeah. Or oh it- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've had, two, I've had two instructors like that. In fact, one person that um, Master Clear knows that uh, he also enjoys a good fight. <laughs> one of my teachers, or or no, the the one of the people that I train with here. Oh, I got you. Yes. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and he's eighty-five. <laughs> still wants to go it's still winning. Yes. Still winning. <laughs> Yeah, one he doesn't do that anymore, although he is known to be quite ornery. And and he definitely, as long as he was uh, in his 60s, was still out there doing that, uh, for sure. And what I don't know at what point he called it off, but even to personally interact with him, for somebody that wants to be, like, in the martial arts, you get people that are jerks sometimes, and when he gets one, he kind of gets a happy, happy smile and goes from there and versus for me i'm like oh man you know the guy down the street you really want that guy down the street he's got the good karate yeah uh anyways so uh, you you had something else you were gonna weigh in on i I may i have something to say that's probably gonna gum up the works but let me just put it out there so i've heard people say you know, there are hundreds of styles of Qigong. Sure. And Tai Chi is, different styles, is right? one of the Qigong styles, and it's the most widely practiced. Okay. And there's truth to that. Yeah. But I think it's an incomplete statement because there's the, all the combative stuff of Tai Chi that is not part of qigong as far as there, i know there is a lot of martial qigong so like if you split martial qigong into big categories there's martial qigong and that's a whole big category ah. there's health qigong, and that's a whole big category and then there's like spiritual or mind-based spiritual development qigong and i might be missing one here but but there's at least those three big categories and so the martial the fact that it's martial with the qigong like all the jings which Tai Chi has, those are Chi, almost, almost all of that is Qigong. Mm-hmm. And yet it's very martially oriented. It also has health application, but it's health application is an expression out. In other words, you're the, you're the worker working on someone else if you're using Jing usually to do that. Now you can use Jing inside your own body to, to do that too. Uh, waving is a Jing. Electric and magnetic are both Jing. Rooting is a Jing. And so you can use it on yourself for stuff like, let's say I've got, um, I'm scattered. Well, I do rooting stuff and it centers me and pulls me in and calms me down, right? And so there's a medical use of rooting jing. Um, Somebody else, you can actually express that to them. That takes, that's a little bit more of a level up. By the way, if you want to know more about the levels, that would be go take a look at the- Uh, Tai Chi roadmap. Yeah, the Tai Chi roadmap. Roadmap to Tai Chi Mastery is the which it says at TaiChiRoadmap.com. Anyways, and it's going to talk about that, but it is use of that qigong in that way, right? And then waving. If somebody had a, if you have a blockage or somebody else has got a blockage, you can use waving and spiraling jings 
along with some others um, and to really work on that both in yourself and as an expression on somebody else if you're like a massage therapist or other kind of body worker like that and so it is still qigong um the other thing i'll say about that is that all real tai chi is also qigong but a lot of qigong is not tai chi yep okay so cool that uh, it's not that the tai chi is qigong by its definition it's just in the category of, of how it operates and what it's doing and why it's doing it and all of that um, only at the lead or beginning level where you're learning the moves and the postures and things would it not be considered Qigong. As soon as you hit level two, which is Qi level, from then up, you're doing all sorts of Qigong things like pretty much the whole time. And even I, the lead level is pretty much there to get you to, to the get Qi level. The, to have you to have the right vessel for the, for the Qi level to operate within. Because if your body's bent up, um, kinked, uh, misaligned, you can't work with qigong properly it, it won't flow through you the way that it needs to because your body's got too many uh kinks in it or too much tension same thing same thing it squeezes the and stops the flow so to speak cool all right any other thank you that's great that 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 really understands my uh that expands my understanding of the relationship thank, thank you cool. you're welcome yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, a word from our sponsor. The, uh, so we have Clear Tai Chi Online. That's at, at www.clearmartialarts.com. There you can get the free uh, practical guide to internal power. We also have the essential keys to internal power, which has to do with that body alignment and making sure you can feel the energy and some of those aspects. And then we've got the Qi Energy book and the DVD for the book, and that is um, Qi Energy Activation, Cultivation, and Flow. And so it's a nice primer that gets into some fairly advanced things, but in a very simple way so that it's, so that it's open and easily understandable to everybody. And then we've got Clears 20. If you've been doing some Qigong, had some Qigong, and you're going, I can do it when I'm practicing, but what about the rest of the time? For that, Clears 24-7 Qigong. And... The, uh, and that's ideally what would actually be going on is it's part of your life, not something you have to take time out separately to do. That doesn't mean whatever you're working on is new. you got to put time into that separately. But the idea is to integrate this into your life, not have it as a separate thing. And so the 24-7 Qigong is going to help you to really do that and explain how to go about that. Those and are all available. Pretty right? much anything else we've talked about in this podcast or any other podcast you've heard is going to be available at clearmartialarts.com with very few exceptions. And we're working on shoring up those exceptions. We're trying to get everything we, uh, we put out available on clearmartialarts.com. So the, so the Fogung set that Daniel mentioned earlier, the healing um, workshop that's, that's the course that's available, um, the uh, Tai Chi roadmap that we were just talking about, the roadmap to Tai Chi Mastery. Uh, the first thing you got to do is go to clearmartialarts.com, sign up for the free practical guide to internal power, check out the Tai Chi roadmap. Those are both free and then explore from there. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you'll, you'll be on our email list. You can get in touch with me directly if you have any questions about how to get started or where to go from there. But the first thing you got to do is head to clearmartialarts.com. Cool. Thank you. The, uh, so the definition of Nigong uh, is internal, ni, nai, noi. I don't pronounce, my Chinese pronunciation is not good. Uh, so I apologize for that. The, uh, 
But NEI in English typically is how you see it. Every once in a while I've seen it as NUI, NUI, uh, seen it a couple other ways, but, but that towards that. Anyways, it means in, it's translated, translation is internal. And so uh, NI Kung or NI Kung, and that's internal work. Now, one of the things, let me say this on Qigong and then Nigong across the board. A lot of times people will advertise, and I've seen this out there in the marketplace, Qigong or Nigong, and you get it, and it's like the eight moves. And then people go, I do Qigong, and they start doing the eight moves, and there's no energy going on there or very little. And they've got all kinds of physical misalignments and things where the energy is just not really at play, but they're doing the physical movement stuff. And I'm kind of going, okay, what you've got there is a set that the qigong is supposed to happen inside of you doing those moves but you have to actually understand the qigong and what happens is you understand this physical movement you understand it to the degree that you're doing it the physical moves but the qigong is not really happening and then i'm going i'm doing the qigong now and they're like well you're not doing any moves because the energy work doesn't require moves it's sometimes helpful and some things are sets like a Tai Chi set or like a, any number of sets you could name, but like the marrow washing, it's really what's going on inside of you, the internal, right? And it's that internal work. It's not something that you're doing outside of yourself, you know, in terms of moving around and holding a posture and those kinds of things. And so the internal work, bone marrow washing, Nigong is internal. Uh, but, and then big movements are typically thought of as external work. Um, and then the internal is really what's going on inside of you. That's sort of the simple of it, right? And so uh, a number of you have already said that kind of your favorite Qigong practice is the bone marrow washing, which I would then say that's probably also your favorite Nigong practice, or in the case of like the Nigong set that we have, and it's the same thing, it's a simple set in terms of the physical movement, there are eight movements there. But the, but for, for me with that, I've a lot of people, even when they're teaching that stuff, they have you do the moves and go through it and they don't really explain or get into the energy. And so it's a way of hiding what's actually happening within the knee gum because everybody's doing the physical moves. Let's just say it's expanding and contracting the energy ball, right? And so they're sitting there waving it back and forth. You come up and you feel them and it's like, there really isn't any energy or not, or even not much energy going on there. You said this was Nigong, and they're like, oh yeah, it's this move. And it's like, okay, the Nigong is the internal work. It's not that move. It's what the energy is inside of that. And so when I'm teaching that set, I really go on the extra length to make sure that you're really moving the energy. In fact, the advanced aspects of the set is you're not externally physically moving anymore and the energy is still doing all that stuff. And so it's how to build to that and get that really going on. And realize that with the bone marrow washing and the, in the Nigong set, this stuff is very, very, very hidden. So much so that on the internet for a long time, and maybe still now, if you look up bone marrow washing, it says that it was once practiced by the mat, by the old masters of Chinese masters, and it's thought not to exist anymore. And it does exist. It's just been hidden so much that you have to be in a lineage where they have it and where they're really teaching it and trying to pass it down. Most of the time, it's very much reserved for you know, a very select few people in that style or in that person's family and that kind of thing. Um, or they're doing it, but you're supposed to pick it up by figuring out what they're doing. And if they were out here moving their hand up and down like a yo-yo, uh, like playing with a yo-yo, I'd go, okay, I can look at that and start to figure it out. They're doing it inside and they're doing things and I'm supposed to somehow magically figure that out. 
only by having the Ting sensitivity, which is an aspect, high aspect of Tai Chi, and then the Qigong, and you can't do the Qigong without it. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to develop that sensitivity, that Ting. And so if you don't have that sensitivity, you're just not, and somebody's teaching that way, you're just never gonna be able to pick it up. And even having the sensitivity, it's gonna have to be developed to a pretty high level. And is your body and your mind in the right place and trained up to be able to do that? And there are methods for that, right? And that's part of the Qigong and the Nigong for sure. And without it, I'd say you're wandering around in the dark for a very long time and mostly unnecessary, like 10 years plus, easily. I've seen that again and again and again in current society of Tai Chi practitioners too. And it's unnecessary and, and kind of sad. Now, if they've been doing it that long and they do hit it, it's like, Eureka, I finally hit it. And maybe they're going to have a slightly better skill than somebody that was just taught it and went, yeah, okay, that's nice. But the, ben the payoff there just isn't worth the 10 years or 20 years worth of delay that maybe they never get to that. And I've seen that happen. Um, and so for me, it's really, I'm going to convey it. And then if you're going to be like, oh, that's neat and nifty and whatever, then it wasn't for you or, or you just didn't have the mind for really getting what it is or couldn't appreciate it. But, um, but then for those who do, I don't think you should have to wander around for 10 or 20 years trying in the dark, trying to figure it out. And so when you see me teach these things on the materials we have, I'm really conveying what's going on with the energy and what you should be feeling for and the markers for it and that kind of thing. If I don't want to see any of my students who've been with me for even two years where they're doing like a, been doing an Igung set for two years. And I'm looking at physical external movements and there's no energy there. I'm like, you didn't watch, you know, if they got it off a of DVD, I'd be like, did you watch that? Or, or even on the digital product, because I explained what's going on there in detail. And you're not, you know, so fortunately, almost every time somebody showed me something like that, they've got the energy going on. It doesn't mean I don't have to make a tweak or two sometimes, but they've got what's supposed to happen there. It's not just this physical movement without, without the energy. So anyway, um, so what is your favorite Nigong practice? If it's, if it's one you said already with the Qigong, we got that. Um, or so comments or what is your favorite Nigong practice? Let me tell you mine real quick. Sorry. My ability to make internal adjustments against getting sick, which has worked for me very well and to help heal energies like when I had to break, when I worked on my back and really got it where I broke it in the four places and got it so that six months after breaking it, I was able to compete in the, what they call the weight? The, the infinite weight the class. The infinite weight. <laughs> they all outweighed me by over a hundred pounds. Um, weight class. The uh, And I was able to compete at that successfully. Um, by successfully, in other words, I didn't get my back rebroke and, uh, and I was healthy and well at the end of it. And I did a good showing. I didn't win. But anybody watching the video, there have been people, as you know, a lot of haters on the internet today who tried to hate on it. When they watch the video, they have a hard time hating on it because I'm holding my own. And there is no mystery that I'm a, that the guy next to me that I'm pushing with is a giant and compared to me. And, you know, and my answer to that when, when they first started trying to pick on us, let me see you break your back in four places. And then six months later, go do this. And then they quit talking at that point. So... Um, so I really do like that, uh, that it has that level of health and healing and it's quality of life. And now a word from our sponsor. The internal power that comes at the higher levels of Tai Chi can seem mysterious, but that is mostly because Tai Chi students don't see the big picture yet.
They don't even understand what the higher levels of the art are, much less have a plan to get there. Even though the senior masters mostly agree on what the steps are, they mostly don't talk about it. On the TaiChiRoadmap.com, I outline all of the steps of Tai Chi development. Everything is explained so you know what to do, when to do it, and why. This is the complete roadmap to Tai Chi mastery with an explanation of all the steps from rank beginner to senior master. Again, that is a free course that you can access online. Go to TaiChiRoadmap.com to sign up. That's TaiChiRoadmap.com. Anybody want to... I don't want to weigh in. Well, I, I will start because um, I a long time ago, I, well, one of the first things I learned in um, Kung Fu was a set of uh, five internal exercises that were to uh, benefit the uh, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, stomach, and spleen. And they were fairly basic exercises. And I, I would do them. And externally, they would work the the meridian sort of exercising the, the acupuncture meridians. And I felt well doing them. And, and also with, um, especially with internal Kung Fu, it's, it's very important to do something every day. And, and I found that if I was really pressed for time, I could do these five exercises, um, even though I certainly tried to do a lot more, but do them and that would sort of qualify for doing um, doing my internal work for the day. Um, and I, I heard other people do this also, and it was a legitimate practice. But um, I um, then working with Sifu Clear, I, I learned so much more about uh, development of energy and what to look for and the almost a proper frame of mind and mind intent. And now as I do these, these same five exercises, um, I, I am much more aware internally of exactly what's going on and increased energetic processes and um, just overall internal development, I guess, and, and even sort of aura energy so those are, um, as I say, it's, it's five, five basic exercises um, that can be done fairly quickly, but with, with practice and the right principles, they are very beneficial. And um, they can, at, at this point or after um, one does these exercises with the proper frame of mind and sort of Tai Chi principles, um, they can be gone over in the mind in when one is just sitting, standing, and um, one gets the benefits of doing them, which is which is good if one is sort of limited, maybe traveling a lot and on a train or a passenger in a car or something, one could sit and, and go through these. So um, that's that's my favorite um, set of Nagong, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And that's, it, you're, you're absolutely right. It goes directly to that. Once you've built the mind body kind of connection and you've done it more physically, you can do it where you're running the energy 
with your mind, not mentally, not imagining it, but really feeling it and moving it where you're not moving physically as much. And then it goes to that sort of 24 seven, like training all the time, getting healthier all the time, like building energy all the time. Um, and, you know, even when you're sitting in a car or recording a podcast or, or when you're teaching workshops where you're getting three hours a night of sleep and everybody else looks like they're dying. Not that he ever does that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Harry, did you, uh, I thought I saw you pop in for a second. Uh, no, I was just going to say though, that's every workshop of seafood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be better about it. Yeah. He, he's trying to get more sleep. Uh, he's yeah. not succeeding, but he is trying. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so uh, anyone else care to weigh in? Yeah. So two things. Um, you mentioned um, that they did film your uh, when you did the push hands competition after you broke your back. There's some footage. It's not like somebody was there recording the whole thing, but there's some footage of it out there circulating around. Yeah. Is One there of the a who saw it name nameless was an idiot, and he filmed while he was judging, if you can believe it. <laughs> and, and then and then put that. Uh, some of that film out there and if somebody you know this is a large international tournament where there are people there that are like really senior people sort of running it and I think they didn't realize he was doing it because otherwise I think they would walk up and go are you judging today or are you filming and put a stop to that <laughs> nonsense but anyways and I'm not saying it because because I'm unhappy about the footage I think the footage does me pretty well um, it's just you know judge do what you're supposed to be doing <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Aside from all that, is there a way for us to see that? I you'd you'd have to like search on YouTube. I mean, we we didn't record it, we didn't post it. It's not ours. It's just floating around out there in the internet. Okay, and the name of the competition was? It was the Lake Thai uh, tournament, um, the Push Hands Division at the uh, Quoshu. International or internationals? They they switch one year it's nationals and next year it's internationals and it might have been the national year, um, the uh, about five years ago, give or take. Well, four years ago. I know because it was a July after I broke my back and I broke my back four years ago. So four years ago, this July it will have been four years ago. So, yeah. so 2021, 2017, 2017. I think 20. was the year actually. Yeah, off the top of my head. In July, July 2017. Yep. Cool. Okay. So one one question I have, and by the way, you'll see that I look slightly rigid on the up and down. If you go watch that, just ever so slightly much. After I realized that if one of these one of the guys literally because of the difference in size was able to physically pick me up off the floor and toss me. And the first time I moved a little bit, didn't jerk my back or anything, fortunately, but immediately when I went back, I made sure to keep my back in a straight line. I would much rather get tossed or thrown out than let my right. back open up because I knew if I got tossed or, or crumpled up the wrong way that I was running, that I was running a high risk of energy, injury, re-injury of my back since it only been six months. So I am straight as a board and that's why and it didn't hurt me too much. In fact, Ideally, Tai Chi is pretty straight up and down like that. So, so it helped me in some ways. At the same time, there were plays where I would be a little bit more, have more sung and, and a little bit more softer, for lack of a better way to say this, and be able to use that. That is missing a little bit. And you wouldn't notice it unless you look close. 
but I'm letting you know that's going on because I was protecting my back as my number one priority. I didn't care about winning as much as I did protecting my back, and then winning was a close second or third. So cool. Okay. So one of the issues that I have, and and um, this is before I got as involved with with you as I am now, but I I certainly had students that moved energy when they did the form. They did what? When they did the Tai Chi form, yeah, they moved energy well, okay, and I could feel it, but they couldn't. Okay, yeah, that happens. If this comes up, or when this comes up again, are there any hints that you would have on how to address that? So, so their yeah, alignments absolutely. are good enough. And they're relaxed cool. enough and they project it, but they can't feel it, but I can. So you'll be wanting to look at our Ting, some of our videos on Ting. And we've actually just put together stuff for a video on Ting. Is that correct? Another one? Well, I mean, we've got Dongjin. Do we yeah. have a Tingjing video? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we just put something together like that. Um, we'll have to look at it. Anyways, the Dongjing and then the Tingjing go through the different Tingjing exercises. There are in our intermediate Tai Chi program as well and, and in other programs we have and really start doing some of that stuff and building up the ability, the sensitivity. By the way, we did a podcast here, one of the ones before this one in the last, I don't know, less than, less than eight podcasts ago where the whole focus was on Ting and we were talking about that in, some depth, in a little bit of depth. And it is that you're going to want to get do have them doing ting exercises to build that so that they can be sensitive and feel that stuff. Mm -hmm. And push hands, obviously. And Phil, in a program you're working on, I think this week you're working on those kinds of exercises. So yeah, specifically, you will. okay? Yeah, so we'll have a bunch of them to go with there. And then we've got it also in the internal push hands level one. There's five different places in there where I've got you working on the sensitivity because the ting is that important. Ting is the thing. Well, literally every piece of the push hands level one has a ting element to it because you can't really push it if you can't feel it. Well, or it would only be external where you're not feeling it. And the, the goal is to get really, really good at feeling it and manipulating it and being able to actually functionally do things with it. And so there's a whole training process there that is specifically for that. The other thing I will say about the push hands, if they can do it, I know COVID uh, sometimes there's restrictions for that, but if you can get people pushing, um, you know, safely and with precaution and all that, the uh, feeling the energy move inside of you with some amount of kind of external physical stuff going on. When I say external, I mean like the other person pushing on you um, is outside of you and you can feel that happening and where it's landing in your body and that kind of stuff. Sometimes building up those kinds of internal connections that way will free someone up to really feel the energy movement that's kind of going on in and around and through them a little better once they have a better map of kind of where all the spots in their body are and the way that they fit together and move together and respond to forces. I've got a, yeah. I've also got a guided personalized um, instruction, like private instruction program that is really a guided 10 week, 12 week program on feeling the energy and, and depth. And um, if you want to know about that, inquire, uh, reach out to Matt here mm -hmm. and we can talk to you about that more, more. If that's something where you're going, yeah, that's where I'm at in my development. That would really make the difference. And if you don't have it, believe me, it would really, it really makes that difference. It is important. 
So I just realized another thing from that course would be to get someone to feel it is those exercises where we drop root and we pull it up and drop it on the other side. Yeah, that's all, yep, that's part of the stuff in the internal push hands too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. So I that would course that's one that, that would also help them start to feel it more. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that. And uh, so yeah. So the um, the internal push hands uh, instructor course and curriculum and all the stuff to feel and how to feel it and all that. If you have partners to work with or you want to work with people and feel things that way is available at clearmartialarts.com. Um, definitely go there and check that out. And then. Uh, you know, if you're looking for more like live support in a more kind of streamlined crash course, I want to feel chi, I want to manipulate it, I want to use it, I want to see the results in real time, really quick. Um, and, know, and know that it's actually there and I'm not imagining this. Right. And really prove it and use it and all that. We do have that kind of program. It does right now have to be delivered where like we're really working with you. Um, and so if you want to, you know, inquire about that, just just ask me directly. Um, and you know, my email address is all over uh, clearmartialarts.com. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Phil. Did you have anything else there? or No, that, well, and I just realized as I was playing around with it, the tweaks that you gave to me for the um, Wudong energy ball, the changes in, in how I open up my shoulder. Yes. Makes the Wudong energy ball hugely more, yeah, like yeah. three or four times. I didn't realize it yesterday, but I just sitting here, I was, whoa, that's really changed the Wudong energy. Just that little adjustment in the shoulders yep. and, the, and the positioning of the hands. It's, 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 and that's part of the reason it's personalized like that. He's doing the program. That's why we're, yeah. yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Excellent. Anybody else? Other aspects for the for the Nigong and what you like or comments or other aspects of it or all that things you found or things you find students are getting any of that. Yeah, go ahead, Ty. Well, something that I've done based on you hurting your back is that I have really bad knees. I've had one completely replaced and the other one needs to be replaced. And I find that if I run the energy around my knees, not only do am I able to function better, but I have a whole lot less pain. And so when someone comes to me and says, well, I've got bad knees. I don't know if I can do this. Uh -huh. I pull up my um, pants legs and let them see like the seven or eight scars <laughs> that I have on my knees. And make sure that they know that the Tai Chi is not with the this to me. That was before Tai Chi. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I tell them I jumped out of too, jumped out of too many airplanes. <laughs> jumping out of too many airplanes. I don't think it was the jumping out of the airplanes that do it. It's not the speed or the falling. It's that sudden stopping. That's kind of how my back got done. It was on the sled and the speed down the hill wasn't what, you know, they said speed killed. The speed didn't break my back. That sudden stop. Yes. That was a different ball game. <laughs> you should have had a shoot. I should have had a shoot that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Thank you, Ty. Anybody else? Sheila, I don't want to put yeah. you off until the end. I know no, you're it's, Yeah. I um what I wanted to mention is in my personal experience, the the Nagong exercises put you in closer contact as far as your spiritual development. 
it it really makes you a conduit. Well, it's going to the next level, like it goes from the physical to the mental to the spiritual, and then there's some other things in there that you have to pay attention to. But that is the that is the order of events. So absolutely. Yeah. So nobody had mentioned that, so I just thought I'd throw that out there. That yeah, well, it, yeah and that's that's nice. Can you talk more about your own experience of anything that you're you know, obviously be careful on what you're sharing, but anything there that you think would be worthwhile for people to hear or that you're comfortable sharing? Yeah. No, it's. Um... I don't remember like a eureka moment, but just an overall development, like a more, there's more sensitivity, there's more connection, there's more compassion, there's more, um, I would say connection is the main connection, not just to, you know, sort of otherworldly things, if you'll say, but, but connection to other people, connection to nature, connection to animals i mean it's just you feel like you're part of this existence and that you're participating and that it's influencing you and you can influence it and, and it's just a really nice um i think it gives you a little bit of perspective of how trivial a lot of the things we get upset about are you know it's like it, that those things don't matter we need to you know move forward to something that that's more important so i've really enjoyed that aspect it, it really cool rounds out your you know existence yeah absolutely the uh yeah and i know what you're saying the uh you know when you go when it's physical then the next part is to get that energy and then once you've got the energy it's already starting to kind of plug you into more your mind and then the spiritual part's going to naturally follow if you're going through the progression so absolutely and then there's obviously lots of training for all of that but and things to do and know and that. Okay, Harry, I see you. I, well, I, I just want to add to Sheila's comment about the spiritual side of that. Um, we try, I have a Thursday night uh, advanced student Zoom class, and Sheila will frequently uh, join, which is wonderful. And uh, there was a week where uh, we all did the Nagong set, and then we connected to each other long distance, as we have been working on. And after everyone did the Nagong set, boom, the connection was quick and easy for those that were having some difficulty. Yes. Yeah, cool. Excellent. That is, um, I, will, I will just add uh, to that kind of sentiment that the, the spirituality and the spiritual connection that you get from these practices or that opens up to you from these practices is, I, I really like it um, because it is very much rooted in reality and like physical reality like here in this plane of existence where we all kind of fundamentally live and it's not a divorce from that it is an access like the the access to the spirit is not a divorce from physical reality like you've got to go meditate in a cave and you know take yourself out of society and don't eat anything and you know subsist on the dew of a blade of grass or whatever you know it's not it's not that it's very much you are immersed in your life and in the physical world and in the real world. And you have access to this information and this inspiration and, uh, and you know, these, these other qualities that are enhancing your life here and, uh, and making you even more powerful here in certain kinds of ways, physically, mentally, um, you know, emotionally, um, and, uh, and that's all, that all comes out of the training, but that's why the training goes in those, in the stages that it does in the steps that it does. 
Um, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with those stages or steps or what they are or why they come in the order that they do, um, check out TaiChiRoadmap.com or well, you can check out the Tai Chi Roadmap either at TaiChiRoadmap.com or you can go to Clear Martial Arts and check it out there with all the other stuff. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else that didn't get to weigh in on that yet that would like I to say? add something to what Sheila said? So, so one of the things that I really enjoyed with Tai Chi and some of the other things I've done is I developed the ability to feel the energy of trees. And that has really enhanced my experience of being out of doors and being in nature. And I just realized I didn't do it in, I didn't do it with a Tai Chi approach, but I realized it would be very easy to. So it would just be, you would, you would reach out to ting the tree. Yeah. And yeah. over time, you would be able to feel the energy of Put it. Put your hand on it and do that and then build it up to where you'd be able to do it where you're not even having to touch it anymore. Yes. Okay. Everybody wants to jump to doing stuff if they're more advanced and that kind of thing. They've seen it. They've been in Tai Chi for a long time. They want to jump to not touching. But I'm like, can you feel it when you touch it? Can you feel it deep inside when you touch it? And if they're like, no, I'm like, let's get that going on. And then that can happen you know, reasonably quickly when I say that, oh, maybe it's two a month, uh, two weeks or a month or two months or three months, but considering if they've been at Tai Chi for 10 years and they can't do it, you know, three, three months is a pretty quick. And, and I'm talking about to get some fairly detailed information, you know, to get decently good at it in a three month span of time. And really it, it comes typically a lot faster than that. Like when, the, when we're doing the internal push hands, they get learning to get all kinds of information inside the person from that touch you know, in five day span, along with the other things that are being taught there. And so, um, and so all of that, and then from there, you start getting good at it. And then once you get good at it, you be, you can pick up more and more and more information and you don't have to have as much contact or then no contact. And then from further and further and further away, and you build to it in a very logical progression like that. So that way, if you went from having just barely touching them with your fingers to hands off and it hands off, you're not getting any information while well, you get the fog on, which we'll be talking about. And you get the, under, the other kinds of understandings and build up that sensitivity. And then you start being able to perceive that information and then you grow that. And then and you keep doing this where it builds. And it's not a guesstimate or a gee, it feels like, or that kind of a thing. It might be when you're in the earlier stages of learning it, but you know you're ready to go to the next level when you go, it's this. And if you're talking to somebody there, go, it is that. And go, I know it is that. It's not a, there's no guesstimate to it. There's no, none of that. It is very, fairly precise and very clear. Like clear tells you to <laughs> one of the ones with the trees that I really like for that is to feel for the roots. Like this assumes that you don't know a whole lot about trees to begin with. Um, and you don't know what the root structure of any particular tree is supposed to be like, or kind of looks like or whatever. And then if you feel for it, if you really are connect, kind of connecting with the tree, you know, like, like Sifu said, physically at first, and then maybe at a distance, but if you can really feel for like, what is that root structure? Like, is it a ball? Does it have a really deep tap root? Does it kind of extend out? wide but on the surface like what is going on below the ground where you can't see it and try to feel for it and then go look it up later and see what you know what does that particular tree's root structure that like that that you know breed of tree what do what does that root structure do under the ground and see if you can start to feel 
the differences between them to the point where you can go up and feel a tree and say, oh no, yeah, this one has a big ball type root structure and just know that that's what that feels like. Um, that's, a, that's a nice way to build a little bit of you know, feedback and kind of guess and check sort of process into your, uh, into your ting if you are connecting with the trees um, and get some real like valuable, you know, right away kind of feedback on what you're feeling. And one of the common questions that uh, are things that people that are sort of skeptical and all that stand off and go, so let's say that this is even possible. Then why am I going to spend all my time learning how to feel trees? What's that going to do for me? And I'm like, well, if you can feel inside the tree and get a sense for how it goes and feel the top part of the tree, sorry, and, um, and you can feel down into the roots and where the roots are and where they go. And you can feel that there's a knot in the tree. You can feel the knot, even if the knot's, you know, 10 feet, 15, 20 feet away from where you're at. And you can feel the upper branches. And I'm talking on a thick tree where it's like normally think of it as being solid. And you can feel the difference in that surface bark layer as opposed to how deep you go in before it's underneath. And you can feel to the core of the tree and on and on and on and on. And I've done it where I literally could feel ants walking around on the other side of the tree where I felt like ants were all over me and I, I like almost freaked out. Nope, no ants on me. Looked at the, at the tree and there was a bunch of ants climbing on the tree and I felt the ants on the tree. Well, so, okay, that's all cool and interesting, but why? Why am I, what, other than this cool or interesting thing that I must have a lot of free time to do, why do that? And the answer is, if I can feel the energy at whatever level I can feel it at, you can also then right behind it become fairly good at manipulating. If you can't feel it, you can't manipulate it. And what that means is if I have a person and they have a lot of different kinds of illnesses, injuries, those kinds of things, if I can really feel that in an isolated way, in other words, here's where it is, here's where it's not, there's the line between the two, there's how the injury is, I can act or the, the illness, I can go in and directly feel it and then affect it and have done that. We do that very regularly. And so most people are familiar with Demac where somebody gets hit in different pressure points and has different terrible effects going on inside of their body. Well, there are healing methods for almost all of that too. And a lot less people know the healing methods than know how to do the methods. Because a lot of times to do the method, it's like hit this pressure point, hit that other pressure point, bam, bam, or hit this point that's like, let's say it's a jugular or the parotid or the spot on the back of the head that's easy to knock somebody out or all sorts of other, other places. And there's now effects inside the body because of this, places that are locked up, places that are shut, places that are misaligned, like having a rib out of place, these kinds of things. And if you can really put hands on somewhere and feel that, you can also go in with your mind, and this is true in yourself too, and you can adjust that or move it out or do something that has a very productive, healthy result and outcome, like a really good body worker ideally has going, or an acupuncturist, these kinds of things, really has going on. And you can do that by the feel. And that's this, the health part. And then if you're feeling in there, like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna hit something that I'm already in contact with, think somebody's trying to wrestle with you and you wanna disrupt an organ inside of them so that they can't keep strangling you to death the uh 
like that. Well, I've got to be able to feel that place inside of them and get it so that in my mind, I'm able to isolate it and that it actually is there. And if I can do that, I can pulse enough force to that place that it's like I just punched them hard in that area. And if I can do that, I can make it so they're not choking me anymore. Right. And so, and I can do it from a pretty weak disadvantaged position because I just have to be able to get contact somehow to feel that area, to be able to attack that area. So it has very great health and very great self-defense ramifications by being able to have that kind of sensitivity. So if you're too worried about, well, I don't want to go out and be feeling trees and whatever, and you're drinking pot smoking hippies, you know, whatever it is, uh, then realize there is a much more profound reason for being able to do these things. And it's not like I've got you out there for 10 years trying to feel a tree and then you're never applying that. I'm talking about application from the beginning and then how are we gonna build you to be able to do that skill and it's going to involve this because you need that sensitivity and you need to be able to act on that sensitivity. And so we've got to build those skills so that that can happen. Uh, also, Sifu, and I, and I know you know this, but uh, obviously, uh, uh, but you can uh, exchange energy with trees for your own health. There are all sorts of practices of circulating it through. You can do it with flowers, things of that sort. Think about it like this. The way I start this off, and I don't get into like great esoteric detail about it, only because there's other things. But the first one is that if you're out walking in a nice floral environment, you're getting, and it's extra, it's got all this extra oxygen in it that those trees and flowers and bushes and things produce you're breathing that in and getting that benefit of that highly oxygenated area you're breathing out the carbon dioxide with the other mix in it which is what they breathe in and so they're getting the benefit from you and so there's already a symbiotic relationship of a sort and if you think there's not let's take every source of vegetation that there is off the face of the planet and then we're not here five minutes later five minutes later because there's no air you know, we'll read up the air that's there, and, and so maybe it's an hour later, but it's not that long, and we're not here anymore, and, it, and it's not going to make any length of time. It's that the oxygen that's created is that, that exchange already, and so it goes to what you're talking about. Cool. I, part of it for me, uh, just so that you guys that are on the call with us know too, and, and anybody that's been listening regularly, if you just tuned in this time, is that I really, in my own stuff, came at all this from a very, you know, I'm interested in being able to feel trees and I'm interested in being able to exchange energy with trees. That's all kind of cool and interesting, but it's a hobby in a certain kind of way, right? Because you could just as easily be doing all sorts of other things. And for me, it became, originally it was self-defense. And then right behind that became, I want to be healthy and live a long, healthy life compared to the rest of my family right? Which are the, like on my mom's side, neither one of the grandparents were, they didn't see 50 years old. They were dead before that. And I'm, I'm about to be 57. Um, and, and I mean, good health. And they were not just died before 50, but they were both in bad health before 50. Right. Uh, they, they didn't die like suddenly from a car crash. They were in bad health and then they died before the age of 50 anyways. And so there's that practical side on the health and healing aspect of it. Now, if you're into the other thing and it's more that more esoteric stuff and you kind of like that, that's cool too. I'm not, I'm not disparaging you or, or putting on that at all. Uh, what I'm saying is if you're looking at it like, I really want these benefits, I want to be able to do these skills, this stuff that we're talking about, that's 
part of how you get there. And it's not that you have to go off on a deep, long tangent of doing something with trees. It's that the trees are a very nice tool and a very nice uh, mechanism for helping you to develop and have skills that then apply to these other things. And, and I don't even, I, every once in a great while, while I recommend somebody do something on a tree, normally it's do it with people. That way you've got hands-on, ideally what you're looking to do with it in the long term too. But that's, that's me anyways. Well, Sifu, I think that's a very important thing that you just said is that when I'm training people, I usually, okay, we're doing this with people. But because of COVID, mm -hmm. people don't want to get that close to each other. Yeah, the, tree, the tree hopefully is not carrying COVID. So <laughs> exactly. So at that point, absolutely. <laughs> so some of the students who can already do it with people already have a background in this. Go ahead and continue your training with trees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, Ty is in California. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, and the point that... Only have one tree hugger. <laughs> only one, yeah. Um, but the uh, the point that I was trying to make, and, and I think that, that Phil was also making, is that, you, like, really, I, I, if I had my druthers, I would be pushing with a human being and feeling things that I could feel inside of a human being and feeling what they were doing and how they were responding and all that. It's only really if I don't have a partner and I want to try to do things to improve my sensitivity anyway, that I'm going to go, like push with a tree well and you're right in the age of covid and sometimes people don't have a, a lot of times people don't have a partner and you need to do self-training and there's there are limitations in what you can do with the tree or that kind of thing but there are benefits and there are nothing. skills that you can develop and it's and it's better than nothing yet uh, by a shot and so um i'm not i'm not don't don't mistake me to think i'm disparaging the tree or that you shouldn't work with trees or anything like that what i'm saying is uh, i worry sometimes because there's so much of it in the tai chi that people go man dude's gonna have you out they're like feeling trees and wah, and then you're gonna drink your tea and then you're gonna smoke your pot and then you're gonna you know and it's like i'm not really coming from that place that doesn't mean i won't have you doing something that seems really odd for a minute but i'm always going to bring it back to to very stark reality pretty quick in a in a nice way but but where you're going to get application pretty directly just because that's that and that's the way i'm focused for better or for worse so yeah yeah okay there's the embrace the tree is an exercise but it's not literally hugging a tree um and it's hold the bowl not pass the bowl so. uh, <laughs> I think there's some that practice that other way. Right. Anyway, <laughs> not here, not us. Not <laughs> we do the real touching. Yeah. Okay, good. Any other comments or thoughts, guys? Folks? Sheila, did you weigh in on the knee gun? You did, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The uh, tie got to you. All right. Um, the. All right, so last word, a word from our sponsor there, and it is if you're interested in these kinds of things um, and building the ting or getting the skill with the Qigong itself and or how you feel the energy work more in whatever posture or sets you've got and or getting that going on with your Tai Chi and both uh, feeling the energy and working with the energy and building the energy and refining the energy and applications of the energy. You can get all that at clearmartialarts.com. Um, and then- and, uh, and should. And should, okay. And then there's the Essential Keys to Internal Power, the Qi Energy book and DVD, and clears 24 seven Qigong if you haven't made it something that you're able to kind of do 
throughout your day as part of your life and you want to change whatever you've got so that that's kind of going on the 24 7 qigong is very good about explaining that anyways that's a clear martial arts.com please avail yourself of that uh, we appreciate it and thank you and guys and lady uh enjoyed working with you guys today talking with you today and interacting with you today and looking forward to our next time hey good discussion thank you thank you thank you and we'll pick, it up. Everybody. We'll, we'll pick it up from here on this next time. We're about halfway through on this topic, and we'll be finishing the topic up um, in the next session. We haven't even Hopefully. mentioned Fogun yet, except for the Fogun yeah. workshop, which is available at clearmartialarts.com. But we yeah. uh, will be picking up more about the, the distinctions. Yeah, the Fogun will be the next thing we're talking about. And then Tai Chi is yin and yang together in motion. And then how, how it applies in with the Chinese medicine a little more, which we've talked about some. And then proper training and time and working to learn work, work you learn with proper training and time and work you learn how to direct this better and better and we're going to talk about some of that and we'll get into all that in the next session cool have a great time uh, have a great uh, week in the meantime everybody take care, right. care. do you have anything to talk to us about that you need or you needed to get into or whatever and stay on after we're done recording here and have a great week everybody thank you bye-bye and now, a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The Practical Guide to Internal Power is a work-at-your-own-pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.